From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 13th of March 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight Story, we run through the Iran-Saudi Arabia agreement. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, Jack sits down with Scarlett and discusses the new Mario Kart tracks. For some reason. But first, what happened between Iran and Saudi Arabia? Iran and Saudi Arabia are two countries that, generally speaking, do not get on well. Iran is a Shiite Muslim country, and Saudi Arabia is Sunni. The regional rivals are on opposing sides of the conflict in Yemen. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman once said that Iran's Ayatollah Khamenei makes Hitler look good. Khamenei has said that Saudi Arabia's leader milks cows for the Americans. You get the point. So it may come as something of a surprise that on Friday last week, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the Islamic Republic of Iran signed a joint statement declaring their shared desire to resolve the disagreements between them through dialogue and diplomacy in light of their brotherly ties. The pair agreed to re-establish diplomatic ties and reopen their respective embassies within two months. These ties had been severed in 2016 after the Saudi embassy in Tehran was attacked amid a dispute over Saudi Arabia's execution of a Shiite Muslim cleric. The years that followed saw the relationship get worse, especially in 2019, when a major drone attack was carried out on Saudi oil facilities. Saudi Arabia blamed Iran, and Iran denied responsibility. The recent surprise breakthrough and restoration of diplomatic ties comes after talks hosted and brokered by China, which analysts have said is a sign of a changing global order and a sharp increase in Beijing's influence in the region. The Saudi-Iran deal also includes their affirmation of the respect for the sovereignty of states and the non-interference in internal affairs of states. Iran's foreign minister said the return of normal relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia provides great capacities to the two countries, the region and the Islamic world. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia spoke of the two countries sharing one fate. While the two countries are likely to remain cautious of each other, it marks a significant change in direction and one that may make things somewhat awkward for the United States and Israel. The White House National Security Spokesperson said, Generally speaking, we welcome any efforts to help end the war in Yemen and de-escalate tensions in the Middle East region. The Saudis did keep us informed, but we weren't directly involved. The US has, for a while now, been the main power player in the Middle East and now faces a challenge from China for influence. And it comes at a time when US-Saudi relations are pretty frayed. As for Israel, which is effectively in a shadow war against Iran, the Saudi-Iran agreement is a setback for Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who is seeking to isolate Iran and has his eyes on his own diplomatic normalisation agreement with Saudi Arabia. The extent to which the global order actually changes as a result of this remains to be seen, but make sure to subscribe and we'll keep you updated. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. On Friday morning, Silicon Valley Bank, or SVB, collapsed. SVB, as its name suggests, was the go-to bank for much of Silicon Valley, and whilst you may not have heard of them before now, they were big. 
So big, in fact, that their collapse marks the biggest failure of an American bank since Washington Mutual back in 2008. Almost immediately, worries began to spread across financial markets, with people concerned that SVB's failure would have knock-on effects on other banks and prove disastrous for the tech startups that relied on it, come the start of business on Monday morning. And so, reminiscent of the 2008 financial crisis, the full might of the US state stepped in with the US Treasury, Federal Reserve and Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, announcing yesterday that it would be taking decisive action to protect the US economy and protect all depositors. Wobbles nonetheless remain, with government bonds globally rallying as investors look for a safe haven. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. It's been reported today that North Korea has tested two submarine-launched missiles in its latest international show of force. This comes amid recent South Korea-US joint military drills. North Korea made no secret of the fact that they do not like these drills. In fact, over the weekend, they said that they viewed these drills as a rehearsal for invasion. The North Korean government went on to say that their submarines were taking part in underwater drills designed to demonstrate the invariable stand against a situation in which the US imperialists and South Korean puppet forces are getting ever more undisguised in their anti-DPRK military manoeuvres. The South Korean government confirmed that they detected one of the two missiles, which landed just off the coast of the northern port city of Simpo. The French Senate has passed the government's controversial pension reform that, among other things, would raise the retirement age in France from 62 to 64. The reforms were passed by the Senate with 195 votes in favour and 112 against on Saturday, the same day that hundreds of thousands of people marched in France against the unpopular measures. Strikes at oil refineries in France have continued into a sixth day, as strikers block fuel deliveries at a number of key sites. Unions have also planned another day of nationwide strikes on Wednesday to coincide with another parliamentary vote. Having passed the Senate, the pension reforms still need to be voted on by a joint committee of lawmakers, then validated by the Senate again, and crucially the National Assembly. It's in the National Assembly that Macron's government does not have a majority, so may be forced to use a controversial constitutional measure called Article 49.3 to push the text through without a parliamentary vote. Last night was the 95th Academy Awards, aka the Oscars. So we thought we'd end the main section with a couple of stories from the night. The quite hard-to-explain film Everything Everywhere All at Once won big with seven awards. Its main star, Michelle Yeoh, won the Best Actress Award, becoming the first woman of Asian descent to do so. Her co-star, Ki Hui Kwan, won Best Supporting Actor, following a near 20-year break from acting, as he had found it difficult to find roles in the US. And finally, Brendan Fraser, who had also previously suffered a difficult career spell, picked up the Best Actor Oscar for his part in The Whale. If you like the kind of short stories we cover on The Daily Briefing, then be sure to follow us on TikTok for plenty more. You can find us at TLDR News. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of some gaming news about Mario Kart... It's... Craps? 
No. Oh, no. That's getting three eggs from me. Three eggs? <laughs> what, what did we do to you, Nintendo? Yeah, no Nine characters. Kongs. Nine I think Kongs. that actually opened up some more slots. They'll kill off Roy. <laughs> <laughs> then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.